you know, we bonded over our love of reality TV. I think the world needs to hear what we have to say. still watching this train wreck of a show am i gonna continue watching it absolutely like (laughs) there's no question about it i absolutely want to take part in this train wreck every single week What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Just Peachy, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am one of your hosts, Claire, here with my co-host and good friend, Caitlin. How are you? What's poppin'? I'm good. Excited to be back here for our episode four. Yeah, man. What what an awesome... I gotta say, Claire and I have had so much positive feedback from you guys. It's just been overwhelming. We are so grateful that you guys are listening to our little show. It's really just too really good friends just hanging out and talking so we're so glad that you take the time to listen to us I know because it's like who who wants to listen to us well, that's what I feel like I'm like I'm just talking about nonsense but I appreciate that you appreciate my nonsense so exactly awesome. I'm you like, go Glenn Coco. <laughs> like I like listening to people just talk about absolutely nothing and it helps me get through my work day so I guess we can help other people too so yeah, happy I'm to do so. Um, we are also joined here too. Who's going to be kind of in the background for a little bit, but joining on some convo is our producer J Mac. How you doing? Not too bad, guys. How's it going? Good. Happy to have you here with us, and we'll we'll get into some conversation later. We'll he'll, he'll join us a little bit more, but wanted to introduce him since I don't think you've been on our podcast yet. Yeah, so. I haven't yet, but I've heard really good feedback from everybody, and everybody said really great things. And you guys have had great numbers just starting out, so I'm really excited to have added you guys to the Sensibly Loud family. We've had a lot going on recently, so it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, but I'm glad that you guys are shuttling in nicely and able to to do your thing. So happy to be here. Whoop whoop. Cool. <laughs> well, so you know, we're going to continue on with more bachelor talk. We'll we'll get into that. Um but I guess yeah, kind of bouncing off of what Caitlin said earlier, we're just so glad to have had such positive feedback from everybody. And kind of along with that, I know last week we talked about how we had a new Twitter um uh Peachy podcast and we were working on our Instagram and that actually just dropped late last week and so you guys can actually follow us now on Instagram, which is going to be kind of one of our our bigger platforms of, you know, talking to our listeners and everything so you can follow us on that at peachy podcast as well and I had a really fun time last week or actually on Monday during this past episode of the bachelor because I took over our Instagram stories it was so funny you guys if If you you missed out oh don't miss it next time it was so funny (laughs) I had a lot of fun because I didn't really know what I was doing I'm not much of someone to put my face out there and you know on social media but it's like you know what I'm just gonna do this and I'm watching The Bachelor and drinking wine so what better than to what what a better way I guess to put put ourselves out there than that and I thought I was pretty funny but that's just me <laughs> you're like sitting there eating Kit Kats I'm like yes yes this is every girl in America right now just chocolate wine bachelor and I was in- also watching other Instagram stories of other girls doing the same thing. Oh, yes. And I had on a very fuzzy sweater and a very fuzzy blanket. And my cat was with me for a little bit. And then she got annoyed and left. So it was just me <laughs> and my wine. This but essential <laughs> bachelor night. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll talk about the episode here in, in just a little bit. And then we're going to, once we recap that, we're going to dive into, as I'm sure most of our listeners have, if they haven't watched, they've heard of by now, is Fire Festival. So oh, we watched man. both of those 
um, on Hulu and Netflix. So we'll talk about that a little bit. That's where Jay Mackle um, chime in as I watched with, with him. So he has a lot of opinions on it as well as I know we both do. Um, and then to, to wrap things up. So it's super exciting because I know we've been telling you guys that we have a phone number that you can call in and leave us voicemails because we want to hear from you, give you advice, or just if you just want us to talk about anything and everything, just leave us voicemails of what you'd like to hear about. And we had um, a couple of listeners that called in and left us messages. So there's one in particular that we're, we're going to get into later. And just to remind you, if you also want to be featured on our show or just have questions for us, please call in and leave us a message. That number is 972-885-9361. So I basically let's just dive into The Bachelor if you'd like to. Let's do it. Okay. So this episode, it had, there was some intense moments and then there were some hilarious moments. It was this season I've just been so impressed with. I don't know about you, but I was skeptical going in. I've loved this season. Yeah. It's really kind of wrote me into it more than I thought it would because I I went into it probably like you did where I was like, this is going to be like every other season. And I mean, True to form, like it does follow like a formula, but the casting has been really good on this season. I feel amazing. I don't know about you. Yes, I've loved it. The girls are all the girls. I think have been great. They're young, but yeah. Other than that, they've it's they all have distinct personalities and bring They're something standouts. to the table. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And so I guess m- most notable. I know we talked about a lot about last week, and it's again it was a storyline this week is the miss usa drama and and i know it started it started off immediately in the episode and i know we're i know you saw this too about the the drama of names <laughs> so if you watch my instagram story actually i don't think it was on the the peachy podcast instagram is on my personal instagram we'll talk about that later but um i was watching it and chris harrison comes in he's talking to the girls and he's just like hey kaylin what'd you think of this and she goes well, my name's Hannah. So, and he was talking to Hannah B and he just like outright called her Kaylin. And I'm like, I think this was actually just a savage mood by Chris Harrison. Oh, just absolutely. Fired up. I'm like, Chris Harrison knows her name. He's just like, he's just Kaylin? evil he grinning. He, he. at the camera. <laughs> oh, that made her so mad. I'm like, I guess I would probably be mad too if I, you know, I don't know if someone called me by the wrong name. I'm like, you know my name. You're just being an ass. So well, right. And it was just like her like arch nemesis's name. So yeah, made it even worse. But then she roped in and I don't know if Chris asked her how she was feeling. She's like, Well, I'm I'm kind of upset, you know, just my my name was thrown dragged in into the dirt last week and just made it awkward for the whole group of people and everyone was just like, Okay. Here we go. Cue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I, I guess right after that is when they gave the the date card out for who's going to get the first one-on-one of this episode and it, it was Tasha, which I know we talked I think we talked about her the very very first episode is she the phlebotomist was that her or am I thinking of yes. someone else yes I think so and I actually really liked Tasha. I was surprised with his pick for her on this date but we got to know her a little bit uh deeper and you know, I think she's a pretty positive gal. So we'll we'll get into that. And Claire, you can tell us about their date. Yeah, I, I was also a little surprised he picked her over just some of the other girls that have been a little bit more notable just because she hasn't had a ton of screen time. But I think I, I have said before, too, that there's always there's someone that's going to be a dark horse that's just going to that we hadn't seen a ton of that's going to come come in. So I think that she's kind of our, our dark horse that's coming in and is going they had a really good connection and so I felt like 
she could go a long ways. But I will say off of this date was a date I would 100% not go on. Or if they forced me to go on it, I would just be like, I'm done. They went bungee jumping off of... So first of all, they're in Singapore, correct? Yes. Okay. In a foreign country, your date that you're going on with the bachelors, they're taking you off to just some building or bridge and making you bungee jump off of it. I don't think so. I Hell just, no. No. The, no. 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 Yeah. No. <laughs> bye bye. I would leave. I'd be like, you know what? Count me out. I'm leaving. I'm going home. I'm, get me off the show. <laughs> and it, it's one of those things that they, you know, on the application for people that are going to go on the bachelor or bachelorette, they ask you all these questions. They ask you kind of what's your biggest fear. And it's known that whatever you write down, if you get on the bachelor and you get a one-on-one, they are going to take that fear and are going to make you overcome it. And I think, I don't know if this was a fear written on her application, but it could have been that she's afraid of heights. I, I don't know if she said that, but I'm like, I guarantee you it probably is. But she took it on like a champ though. She, I would have been crying, sobbing, being like, I don't care. I don't care if this kicks me off the show. I'm leaving. I am not doing this. No. Is heights like your biggest fear? My, no, it's not. Actually, tornadoes are actually my biggest fear. I'm, I'm weird about really? weather, about weather in oh, general. And not even necessarily tornadoes. It's just weather. If it if it's raining a little too hard or if it thunders, I mean, I'm in the bath. I was that girl when I was younger growing up. I was in the bathtub. Even if a tornado siren wasn't going off, I was in the bathtub with a, all the sheets Aww. and all the stuff over me. I used to be afraid of tornadoes too, but heights are like my number one. It's up there with snakes. But yeah, so poor Tasia having to go on this day. Like I cannot imagine being in her shoes and just being like, oh, you're going to jump off this building now. Best of luck. Yeah, but Help. they both did it with no issues that I feel like on other seasons you know, if they they always do the afraid of heights you know if it's jumping off of things or climbing a building or whatever it is they always make a big deal of like the girls like I'm crying I'm so scared I don't want to do this and the bachelor is the one that helps them overcome it but she had she was just like I mean I'm scared but I'll do it and she had no issues and I was like well damn all right <laughs> so go on with your bad self Tasia yes and so they they both had no issues Colton it seemed a little more scared than her which I thought was funny <laughs> like <laughs> oh big bad boy is so scared um but yeah so that went fine and then they went to dinner and you know if, like I've said before they always have a big reveal moment of what's their major story gonna be and that's when she opened up to Colton that she'd actually been married before and had gotten divorced um and I don't know how old she is. If she's, she might be a little older than Colton. I don't know though. She's, uh, I think so. If not the same age, probably like pretty. a little yeah. older. Yeah. But talks about how she was um, married. It was, I don't know if it was her first boyfriend or her high school sweetheart or a college sweetheart. I don't know, but they got married and, you know, she was like, it's just, it felt right at the time. But, you know, we, we learned from each other and grew and we became other people. And I think it seemed pretty amicable. Like they split on good terms, but that's hard for someone to admit, you know, for someone that's so relatively young. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have friends that, that are divorced, you know, that yeah. got married young and are, are already divorced. And it's, I don't know. I feel like there's always something there's, it makes you seem not as attractive or, you know, it's like, oh, you've been divorced. Like, what's wrong with you? And so, but he took right. it, it seemed like he took it fine and they seemed like they had a decent date. I don't know if she's going to stay long, long term, but it was a fine date. Nothing crazy happened. Yeah. And I think that Colton was, was really nice about it because he said that he was a child of a divorced family. Oh yeah. He did and really, you know, didn't pass judgment on her, just made her feel like, you know, she, it wasn't a mistake. He didn't see it like that. He just saw it as, you know, this is just part of your story. And 
hopefully the story continues with me in it. So yeah, I, uh, I really appreciate that about him. So I mean, and I appreciate Tasia being so uh, comfortable with sharing that on and vulnerable to be able to share that on national TV. So that's yes. braver than I would have been. I mean, bar, I would rather jump off a building, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> than have to go on and talk about my, my, uh, divorces, you know, yeah. you know, 20 something. That's hard. So I know to her. So she gets a rose. All all is good. Um, and so we go back to the house and they get the group date card. And so on this one, you know, they read off. It's like, OK, whoever's name is not on this card is going to get the second one on one. And, you know, of course, Hannah B sitting there like, oh, is it going to be I'm going to get it. It's like you've already had a one on one date. Like have several seats. Sit down. Calm <laughs> down please like you're clearly not going to get it and of course as abc does who who is not on the date the group date card but but kaylin kaylin gets the one-on-one which of course pisses hannah off to no end which is hilarious and i so funny to watch her like she was livid oh so her face she was so pissed i was like she wants to rip someone's throat out right now and then it pans (laughs) off to her you know camera time where she's talking to the producers and all she sits there and does is chugs wine and I was I laughed out loud because I'm like I mean <laughs> yeah like you mad bro like <laughs> hilarious Sorry, gotcha. oh yeah. god so group date uh you want to fill us that in was, on what happened there oh it was literally everybody except for Kaylin and obviously Tasia because she just had the one-on-one and so they're like, let's do a taste of Singapore. And, and so it's like they, you know, they kind of don't know what to expect. But um, so it's this massive group of girls with Colton. And it opens with Demi just like sprinting and tackling him <laughs> and jumping all over him. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like he mentioned at some point in the episode that he doesn't really handle like physical aggression very well. Did he? Say, I could so, see him saying that. I don't remember that. But I feel like he said he made some. I, mean, I could have just been dreaming that up because I, I can't freaking stand Demi. But um, <laughs> anyway, what I noticed is, you know, whenever the girls went around and like gave him a hug, Elise kind of hung back and yeah. just kind of let everybody else take the lead. And then, you know, whenever she got to him, she gave him a hug, kissed him and then moved on. And I'm like, mad props. I think that's the way to do it. Because, you know, I get that you have to be aggressive to a certain degree in order for you to stand out among the girls. But there's a way to go about and there's a way not to. And she's already made quite the impression on him. So Mm -hmm. I like that she's just comfortable in her skin. And she's comfortable with where she's at with Colton, where she doesn't have to go crazy and make a fool of herself on this group date. So, yeah. Anyway, way to go, Elise. So uh, it starts out with them kind of walking the streets of Singapore. And so they do a couple different things. They they find a fortune teller and one of the fortune tellers tells, was it? Oh, gosh. Who was it? That was it Hannah G? <laughs> or was it Cassie? Oh, Cassie. Yeah. yeah. Goes, you guys were brother and sister in a past life. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so uh, it's like cringy i'm like ew yeah. now i'm like that's tainted there i don't know i i would I be know. weirded out it's going forward yeah pack it up go home yeah <laughs> gross 
Um, and then uh, they're passing all these different like clothes. It's just like this really busy, like bustling market. And I feel like they pointed out like a child's dress and they're like, oh, look, Demi, <laughs> there's some clothes for you. Did you see that part? <laughs> no, that's hilarious. I don't know how I missed that. Again, I could just be totally making this up because, I, again, I can't stand Demi. But I could have sworn they were like, oh, look, it's like Demi clothes because she wears like baby clothes. I mean, I swear her waist is probably like 20 inches around. Oh, it's yeah. like she is teeny, teeny, tiny. So um, anyway, but like the whole time Demi is like having him give her a piggyback ride and just clinging on to him and not really giving. I mean, what what did you expect? Like she's not giving any of the girls any chance to really get any alone time with him or make an impression on him. She just wants him for herself. So um, anyway, but after they do a couple of things in the market, they find this little place. <laughs> they don't really tell you what it is. Like, of course, you know, Colton's been coached by the producers on this. And he's just like, Hey, I think we should go here. And they're like, what? <laughs> okay. And so they go up the, like three flights of stairs and it's this like leached, boutique yes <laughs> really describe it other than that's a leech boutique so they have this man and they're laying face down this table and it's kind of set up like a, a massage room and it's a massage table but he has leeches on his back nope and yeah and like the, the pans to like this jar of leeches and they're like swimming in like this briny nasty ass like a water and um I mean, one of the girls is like, is this like FDA approved? And I'm like, <laughs> asking the real questions. That was my question. I'm like, where do they like, get these legions? They just like go into the swamp or the creek and just kind of scoop them up in a jar and come to work for the day. Like, how does this work? But allegedly the leeches help suck out the toxins from the body, which I'm like, yeah, they did this in the 1700s and it didn't work. <laughs> so clearly there's, there's some science behind that, but you know what? Eastern hashtag Eastern medicine. So, um, Anyway, some of the girls are brave and they're like, okay, I'll try it. And then I think, you know, after a couple of them tried it, no, Colton was the first one that tried it. And then they all jumped in after he did it. And then Hannah B gets a leech and she puts it on her stomach, which I'm like, first of all, gross. Second of all, she like goes to the camera and does her little aside. She's like, well, I thought I left Kaylin behind, but the damn leech followed me here. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I don't think she's so cheesy. she's not she doesn't have it all together up there to come up with that I'm like so, a producer told you to say that you did not just think of that like <laughs> she come up with a toast I mean I know. It surprise me whatsoever I'm sure the producers are like shit 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 what should we have her say uh uh here, yeah. say this yes absolutely <laughs> so, anyway so they do the whole leech experience and then they go and they have some street food, which, I mean, we talked about crazy rich Asians last time. So I was kind of excited to watch this because a big theme in crazy rich Asians is in Singapore, they have amazing food. So they go to the market again and they try just this smorgasbord of, uh, Singaporean food. And some of which would be totally outside my culinary realm of comfort. Um, I think they made Hannah B eat a fish eyeball. Yes. Oh, like yeah yeah they had they had her eat that but then they also had like what did they have they ate frog they ate um, bullfrog yep pig like pig feet eel but yeah the fish yeah she ate a fish eyeball and they were all you know made it a big deal that like oh she's not gonna eat this and then she so she basically forces herself to eat the eyeball (laughs) and then she gagged yeah i'm like 
Nah. Wonder if Colton's watching. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gross. Oh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, God. But um, so that was pretty much the end of the day, and then so they they always have like the evening, right? Yeah. So they they go. <laughs> it just made me laugh how he like opens these grand doors to like this very like Asian looking setup with lanterns and food and it's just like this really kind of like sexy lighting and like oh my gosh this is so this is so the bachelor this Uh is so easy so um anyway do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened on like the evening group date yeah I guess the the biggest thing that happened well I don't know if this happened in the evening or if it was earlier in the day but I think it was this evening where Hannah pulled Colton aside because she realized that she had not been getting much attention on this date and so she was like I'm just going to pull him aside and figure out what's going on and because she, again with the drama of her and Kaylin and she was like I just feel like you're upset with me like I ho- hope you think that I'm not a bad person like I just want to make sure that we're okay and they they hash it out and Colton's basically tells her like no I've come to terms that it's fine if y'all don't get along I like you both for different reasons and I'm still very attracted to you and want to keep you around and all, all is fine in their world and then Demi pulls him aside and this is when she goes into the <laughs> tells him about her mom. I felt so bad. I was like, it was kind of a serious, a serious moment where she, she starts to tear up and she was like, you know, my, my mom is actually just about to get out of federal prison and goes into the whole, like, t- I don't know. Wh- I, don't, I know. I'm like, it's, it's, it's not funny, but it is. it's not funny, but it, I know I'm like, Oh, it, it is though. And so goes it's and tell, you know, I don't, again, I don't remember exactly what her mom did, but she's like, she just goes into telling him, you know, I'm just, I love my mom so much. I'm going to support her. It's, it's been really difficult. And, you know, he's of course consoles her and is like, you know, I love that you love your mom so much. It makes, you know, he's, I'm so just glad, so glad you opened up to me. But all I could think about is wherever they were, it was just so hot and disgusting outside that they just had sweat just dripping down their faces. And I was like, yes, I, that was so nasty because they did like a close up on her. And I think he even talked about this on like the peachy, peachy pod yes. story where it's just like sweat, just like glistening sweat on their skin on both of them. It was just so close. And I'm yeah. like, oh, why, why, are they, why are they taping this right now? I this know. is nasty. So they did AF in Singapore. Seriously, I mean, my hair would not do well there being nope. an afro uh, <laughs> but so they talk and then it goes out to all the groups of girls and this is where we really get a lot of screen time with courtney and so we haven't heard much from courtney lately and she, no. it, she is one where she vocalizes that she just she's like i haven't had much time with colton and she's like everyone else has talked to him and they're and this is i i become a little bit more on demi's side after this because demi is sitting here and it's like well you have to go to him like he's not going to come to you like go talk to him, like be a little more assertive, go and find him and talk to him. And she's like, I don't want to. And it's like, this is the bachelor. He, it is not, he, it is not him and the producer's job to have him come to you. Like you were supposed to go and find him. It's you're not, if you just sit there and do nothing, you're going to go home. Like, I don't know what you're thinking, but that's not how this works. And so finally, when she decides to work up the courage to go talk to him, Demi's talking to him again because Demi's like well shit if you're not gonna go talk to him I'm gonna go talk to him again because again th- this is the point of the bachelor so then Courtney right. gets all up in a stink that she's like oh well how rude of you like you knew that I wanted to talk to him but you just you just went and stole more time and it's like bitch no you sat around doing nothing and Demi's like yep. I'm not if you're not gonna go talk to him I'm gonna go talk to him again I'm like 
I agree with Demi. Courtney was just being a little yeah. asshole. So. Yeah, I 100% agree with Demi. It's like, you know what? You are not a victim of your circumstances here. You have the power to change that and make an impression on Colton. And you're choosing not to take advantage of that. So you know what? Oh, sorry. Right, girl. I'm yeah. going over here now. Yeah. So anyway, you know this will be the only time I agree with Demi on anything, I feel yes. like. But, you know. Yeah. So she gets Demi ends up getting the group date rose, which. All right. It's surprise. Fun. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much all that happened on that date. Then we get into our very, very heavy Kaylin one on one. So it starts off very upbeat where her date is Colton takes her shopping and she just gets to buy clothes on clothes on clothes at no expense expense to her, which then she comes back to the house and shows it off in front of all the girls like, oh, look what Colton bought me. I'm so like, I'm so lucky. And all the girls are feigning so much excitement. Like, oh, that's so great. So then they move to their dinner. They go to dinner that night. And this is where things take a take a turn. And it turns very, very emotional for about five to ten minutes where Kaylin opens up about her how when she was in college how she was sexually assaulted and what was the worst part about it is is it was supposed it was with a friend of hers that it I'm not gonna even go into all the details because I can't I can't even rehash it or speak on her behalf about it but I mean it just she just goes into detail about how she was sexually assaulted and you know went to the authorities nobody believed her nobody like I don't even know how much action was taken against what was happened to her but it was it was so painful, but she was so sh- strong in the way that she delivered the message. Like it, it was heartbreaking. Like I was almost in tears. I felt so bad for her. And Colton was very, very respectful and, you know, spoke back to her in like such a, a good way and was so comforting. And I was like, wow, this is something I don't think that ABC or the bachelor's ever done before. And it brought a really good light and awareness to it. It was just yeah. so, it was so heavy. Yeah, it was, but I'm glad that she, used her her tragedy as a message and is turning it into a triumph for herself and she's using that to help others speak out because we I feel like all of us probably know somebody that's been a victim of sexual assault or abuse and we just don't know it exactly it's just one of those things that's not talked about so man you want to talk about boldness and bravery I mean even Tasha for sure Kaylin absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah, man it was super heavy and it was I want to point out I don't know if you if you even know this you you may not but it's something that they have not on the bachelor ever advertised before and they did it in kind of a they didn't say it directly but you know Colton used to date Allie Raisman who was the Olympic chick who she you know she was in the 2012 and 2016 Olympics yeah that Allie oh wow I forgot about that I think I had known that but I forgot but yeah it's it's not something that they've ever publicized on the bachelor it's just a thing that fans know and this was the first time that he ever alluded to the fact about her he didn't say her name but he told Kaylin you know I've been in a relationship with someone who was a victim of sexual assault and that was Allie Raisman because of the whole Olympic doctor situation she was one of the the girls that came out and spoke publicly about how she was sexually assaulted you know from this man which oh horrible but it was just it was the first time and everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time he's ever alluded to the fact that he dated her, even though he didn't say her name, but people were freaking out on the internet about it. So <laughs> just wanted to bring that in there. Um, wow. So anyway, she gets the rose and then we go to the, the cocktail party and this is when things just really heat up with Demi and Courtney. <laughs> we don't want to talk about how they had a little heated argument on the group date. I mean, shit hits the fan here 
because yeah. I guess Demi tells Colton that Courtney is the cancer of the house. Whoa. <laughs> goodness that's a, such a strong term and i mean it's like i feel like it's really just because she didn't take advantage of an opportunity so now demi's just taking she's using her powers for evil and not good just because she she's, constantly has contact with colton and just being yes. like look this girl's a loser yes you need and to know about it so then of course colton goes to courtney and's like well i heard something very odd about you and just point like said this is what demi said about you and then courtney is like no you makes a whole big scene and it comes back to them two going head on head it i don't even remember what all that they they, they said to each other but it was oh my gosh <laughs> she calls she calls demi not classy and it just <laughs> makes me laugh because i'm like classy people don't actually use the term classy they have a better word for it oh <laughs> so, god oh uh, my gosh and then demi's like doing her little side side show thing with the producers her little confessional and she's like she puts an ass in class i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh both of y'all need to shut up so oh god yeah. but then we go to the um the rose ceremony and i was expecting for courtney to stay around because why would they want to give up this drama you know and le- they would probably want to continue on one more episode but we got rid of courtney and tracy both people that demi somehow got out of the house that she's had feuds with which is kind of impressive I know. As annoying as Demi can be, very impressive. And is yeah. I thought it was so funny that she even that Demi said before the rose ceremony, she was like, "You know what? Even Tracy deserves here to be more than Courtney." And I was like, "That's saying a lot because Tracy and Demi have had so much beef." I'm like, wow, hilarious. But they both ended yeah. up going home. So I think they were the yeah. only two that went home. So Demi was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey I got my way." Oh, R.I.P. Haters. Yeah. So. I don't know if they they showed in the previews for next week where they go because I I doubt they stay in Singapore. Do you know where they go next week? I have no idea. No, I don't think that they're in Singapore anymore. But um, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. I, yeah. I mean, of course they show like the dramatic parts, but um, what was it? It looks like does Elise do something? They make it seem like Elise does something and the girls were like, if this is true, it could change everything. It made so. me nervous. I know. Cause I'm like, nothing bad has happened with Elise yet. And I'm like, this is where they're going to loop. And I don't know what happens. And they could also be making it, trying to make the viewers seem like Elise did something horrible or she's right. going to do something horrible when it's not going to be the case, but they're making it for sure. Look like something happens with Elise, which I'm like, Oh crap. Like, no, is she an evil person or what does she say? Hopefully she, you know, there's always somebody, I have no idea if this is true or not. I'm just guessing, but there sometimes will be someone that maybe still has a significant other back at home. You know, they've had that on a lot of episodes or other seasons. I hope that's almost always at least one that's just like, as a hidden so, boyfriend that like shows up and is oh, like, no, I still love you. So we're still in for more drama. We still haven't gotten to the point where Colton hops over a fence and runs away. So I'm like, I don't know when that episode's I coming. I'm here <laughs> for that episode. That's like, it's like after that part happens, I will probably stop watching. <laughs> oh, so, but I am living for that part of the season right yes. now. So I hope it gets here soon. Oh, uh, well. That's about all that happened. I mean, there's a lot jam-packed in, into that episode, though, and I'm excited yeah. to, to keep watching and see I mean, what I personally loved watching Kaylin's date because I love clothes so much. So yes. when she's, like, going to all these, like, bougie little boutiques and trying on these clothes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, this is, like, my pretty woman fantasy. Or she's yes. getting to, like, just buy everything and That's why not I- worrying about the price tag. They're rolling around town in a Rolls Royce. I'm like... 
No. Goodness. Tasha's like, I got, I had a freaking bungee jump. You get to go buy clothes? Like, are you right? kidding me? Man. I want my money back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, why don't we move on to, um, let's talk, you want to talk about Fire Festival? Yes, I do. Oh, my goodness. So, you want to talk about making millennials look bad. If you guys haven't seen Fire yet on either Netflix or Hulu, I think on What's it called on Hulu? It's like the fire, uh, fire fraud. Is that it? Oh God. I, I don't even know the titles of either of them. Hold on. I got it. One second. Okay. So basically for those of y'all that haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, and I highly recommend that you do, uh, it's, it follows this, this production team who are trying to set up like the music festival to end on music festivals. So they're going to have it in the Bahamas. They film all these different videos to promote it and it's got Ja Rule in it. It's got all these supermodels. They're on a yacht. And so they make it sound like, you know, it's just gonna be this phenomenal event. But the the kicker is the pricing on it is outrageous. I mean I'm not I sure think that, I'm not sure that I would call that the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> for for now, for now the 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 hitch with this whole thing is that the pricing is insane. I mean, the kicker will come later. That's a good point, J Mac. But um, so they they they're just setting it up to be this like outrageously amazing event. They've got all these, and the big thing with with it is that they've got these influencers that they rope into this and are promoting it. So, you know, people with hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, supermodels, Kendall Jenner was a part of it. Like Bella Hadid was a part of it. Haley Baldwin, AKA Haley, Haley, um, Haley Bieber. Bieber. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they were, they were all a part of promoting this festival. So it, it was, made to look like if you came to this festival you were going to be part of this elite group where you're rubbing elbows with all these people and it was just you know this instagram dream basically yep so um anyway just j-mac do you add it yeah real quick update so it's called fire on hulu just f-y-r-e so fire and then fire fraud on netflix Oh, okay. I got it backwards. So the craziest thing about it to me is, uh, so I actually kind of like watched this all play out in real time because it was sort of like geared towards people our age. I mean, really yeah. and truly that can yeah. kind of afford it. I mean, maybe a little bit younger than us, but I mean, ultimately it was kind of people our age. And so I actually saw this all play out and I'm a big Blink-182 fan. And so I saw... That was what caught my eye originally was just the fact that Blink-182 was going to be there and then good music was going to be there. Those were the two yeah. things that I was mostly like caught my eye. And then I kind of watched like a lot of news ta- uh, tabloids and stuff like kind of talk about it as it was coming along saying like what it's going to be and how it's never going to happen. But you're always seeing like skeptical pieces and stuff like that out there about stuff like this. So, I mean, I didn't really think a lot of it. But then as it really neared, I really kind of remember thinking like, really doesn't seem like this thing's going to happen. And uh, <laughs> and then I saw that... Where's the hard evidence on this thing actually yeah, being... Like I, like, I wasn't down there in the Caribbean or anything. So, I mean, I, I really can't say much. But I can say that it didn't look like it was going to happen even from where I was sitting. So, I, I really was hoping... So, those that know me know that I'm always waiting for something to explode and just turn around and walk away and just laugh. Yep. Because that's just me. And I, you know, I, I've based my whole life around that whole premise alone. Like I'm always looking for something to find, 
I don't know, to find humor in something that's just ridiculous. And I was just waiting for this thing to blow up because it just seemed like it was going to. And I mean, I, I mean, all the signs were there. I mean, really and truly. I love that. I think one of the things that made me laugh the hardest about this whole thing was that the way that Jaw Rule was completely on board. And as soon as things started going south, he was like, oh, I'm out. I didn't have anything to do with that. That wasn't even me. <laughs> Exactly. I, he sold me a bill he of goods. Was all in yeah. until he wasn't. Until he wasn't. <laughs> until exactly. Until he wasn't. <laughs> Just as a quick aside, I thought it was hilarious how, like, at the beginning of the documentary, they showed Jaw Rule on this boat, and he's always got a beer in hand. And I'm watching it with my husband Austin, and he and I look at each other, and at the same time, say, "That dude doesn't look like he drinks a lot of beer. <laughs> like he's just he's so ripped. True. Like the entire time, I'm like, he doesn't drink beer. What is this? So. And I also love the the temper tantrum that he would throw or he would just like get on the four wheeler and ride down to the end of the beach and then like sit there for a minute and then just come back and be like, all right, next. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to do whenever things don't go my way. Just hop off on a four wheeler, drive off down the road, come back to work. Like, all right, let's go. Which which uh, documentary did you like better, Caitlin? Um. It's a thought. I think that I like the Netflix one better just from like a, a visual standpoint and understanding like the, the grand scheme of the story. I think I liked the Hulu one from the standpoint of that you actually get to see the the madman himself and they interview him. Yeah, I know you- it was a huge, I don't want to say scandal, but everyone was, they paid him. They had to pay uh, Billy McFarland is his, his name the the guy that was in charge of all this. They that Hulu paid him two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be on their documentary, and Netflix was like, "We're not paying you." And so people were like, "Well, why why pay like pay him?" Because I mean, he he owes like twenty six million dollars. Like he ends up going to he's gonna he's in jail. I think for six years, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah and owes twenty six million dollars. I mean, because there's so many people. Is that twenty six million? Right? Am yeah. I, okay. It's something. Yeah. Way yeah, up there. All these poor workers in the Bahamas and just people that gave in their time and labor have not been paid for all of the effort they put in. And basically, I guess the Hulu documentary, the whole point is it goes into a lot more in the like the finances of it and all the 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 scheme that he pulled where he was very fraudulent and wire fraud and everything that he dealt to make it seem like they had funds when they did not. And the the Netflix one was more I guess just from the I don't know. It was a little bit more about how people that were involved with it started to realize that things were going south, but it didn't go into like the money aspect of it. Yes, I agree. It was kind of more like the people that were impacted. And just for those that haven't seen it, I guess just to clarify, the entire thing is this massive Ponzi scheme. So they're spending money like as quickly as it comes in and then some, and they have this investor that is fronting some of the money, but they're advertising for these villas that are, you know, the very lavish and just, the utmost beauty and comfort and they're they're saying that they're going for what was it like 50 grand a villa something like that or some something. no some of them were like 250 grand some of them were 250 grand i think some of the like higher end ones were about that yeah. and they didn't exist they straight up didn't exist yeah. and they and the the guy and so uh billy mcfarland was banking on these villas being built in like this four month or four to six month time frame for this this festival to happen and be produced and all that. And he's selling them ahead of time to try to, to get the funding to build them, but they, they don't exist. Yeah. So, uh, and that's, that's pretty much the, 
the crux of the entire thing is, and so like another example is they have these wristbands because they wanted it to be a cashless experience for all these people that were coming. And so they were having people preload money onto these wristbands where they could just scan them and they could buy drinks or booze or whatever they wanted while they're at the festival. So they're telling people to preload it with like thousands and thousands of dollars, but they're using that money that they're preloading their wristbands with to pay for the other shit that they're supposedly buying for this festival. So it's not even like there and available to them. Ugh. So I just, just felt so bad for, disaster. yeah, I just felt, so, I think the thing I felt worse for and what they, they showed more, at least we said in the Netflix one is just the, the people that are in the Bahamas that they yes. put their, their, you know, their time, they had no, they weren't getting paid. were expecting to get paid. And then the, the poor lady that was, the cook, you know, and she fronted a lot of her own cash to help pay for things. She wiped out her savings, like no money left for her. And you just, I'm like, it's heart wrenching. But one thing that's come of it, I've, have you seen too, that there've been these GoFundMe pages that have been created and people no, have been, I'm so glad though. yeah, people have been sending it in. Like they've surpassed the goal to, to reimburse her, which is awesome. Oh, um, and so they're starting more to help pay for the laborers back in the Bahamas, which is great. Wow. Wait, um, wait so who's going to pay Jaw Rule? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, asking the real questions here. I mean, that's a valid question, I think. Uh, th- that yeah. band let's deserves start, to be let's paid. Start our own GoFundMe for Jaw Rule. We'll do oh that after God. the show. You guys can all pitch in. I Perfect. We all feel for him very deeply. <laughs> I love that. So you were talking about the villas thing. I love that at one point, Billy, I can't. I think this was in the Hulu one when he was talking about how he just lost. They just lost the keys to the villas. He's yes, like, "Yeah, we yeah, just couldn't find the keys." Box of keys. <laughs> like, how do you lose a box of keys? Yeah, but the thing is, the the villas didn't exist. That's just what they I were know. telling people. Oh my god! So it's totally asinine. And I love that they were asking him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, the keys were lost." And they were like, "You lost a box of keys," and he's like, "Yes." <laughs> like you lost a box of keys. They just kind of kept hitting at that. And Wait, I, no, no, no. Let's, let's back this up. You lost a box, <laughs> yes, that had all the keys in it. Yes. <laughs> lost a box of keys, yes. Let's back up again. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not sure. I still I'm don't understand the situation. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> and then the other thing that was crazy to me is, so there, in the Netflix one, there was the guy that sort of looked like Tim Cook. And <laughs> he, ironically, was gay. And <laughs> I, I know where this is yes. going. And like... So he, <laughs> there was all this water that was stuck in customs. It was customs, right? Yes. Okay. And like all these people were like dehydrated, had no food. Like, and I remember even we were talking about like whatever I, I was watching this unfold. I remember seeing that Twitter picture go viral of the cheese, cheese sandwich, sandwich with sandwich, the, the sad with the tomato. Oh, so yeah. sad. That was so funny to me because it's like the event attracted all these like bougie millennial influencers and it's <laughs> like the utter outrage or the yes. fact that they be served like white bread with a slice of American cheese. <laughs> and then also just as a sidebar to that, what about the barbarian millennial kid that was going and taking a leak all over other people's tents to claim his yeah, territory? Dick, man. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. It's, it came every man for himself here. I mean, it was like, yeah, but you got a tent. That doesn't mean you need to go urinate <laughs> on somebody else. Pee on someone's mattress. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just a savage behavior. Just the mattresses were soaked anyway. Maybe that was his rationale, but oh. absolutely anyway. unbelievable. But anyway, so that was a sidebar. But anyway, so my thing is, so this Tim Cook looking fellow has just. I think his un- name is Andy King. Is his Andy name. King. Okay. Yeah. So he has this un. 
undeniable loyalty to Billy McFarlane, which I don't understand, up to yeah. the point and past the point where Billy McFarlane asked him to go they- suck this dude's dick to get the water out of customs. And like, <laughs> at what point do you be like, hey, maybe I shouldn't be loyal to this guy. Maybe this is not good. This is just a, a bridge too far. <laughs> yes. Like, what the hell? Like, that guy d- deserves to be treated better than that. What are you... I know! And why are you being loyal to this this scamming con artist? I don't understand. Oh, it just was, was very watching confusing. watching it with my husband, and he was like, whoa, whoa, back up, back up. And we literally rewound it. He's like, you didn't hear that, did you? I was like, no, he's going to suck a dick for water. No, 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 you didn't hear that. <laughs> like, we're going back and we're watching it again. And he's like, There! He was get. He went and washed his mouth out. He was getting ready to do it. He's gonna oh my do God. it. Oh. Like why? I don't understand. I There's don't no understand. Re- yeah, he has become an internet sensation. And this video came out. I think it was t- yesterday or today that he had no idea that he. This guy has no social media. He's never been on Instagram. Never been like not on Facebook. And he had no idea that people were like freaking out over him. Which I don't know. I'm like how that's coming out in a documentary. That's going to be huge. But yeah. He, hey, he was like, I had no idea that people were going to react this way. And he was like, someone told me that I'm a meme And they were like, a meme? And he's like, oh, a meme. I'm a, <laughs> a meme. meme. And like, there's just all the memes of like his face just like panned. You know, have I you seen those, those on memes. his? Or it's, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And he was like, I think he has an Instagram now or he created one. But he, it was just Good. so funny. He was like, well, I'm. that's when it came out about the GoFundMe. He was like, well, I'm going to use my situation to hopefully do good and get these workers back their money. Here's like the GoFundMe pages to people to go and raise funds or whatever. But so funny that he was legitimately going to go suck some dude's penis. Well, the real question is, is his profile picture on his new Instagram, just like the meme of, his I hope so. Pam face. Oh, I really hope so. But yeah, that was, that was a wild turn that I don't think anybody was expecting to see. I was literally yeah. sitting there with my jaw on the floor. Like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely awkward. Oh, but point point of the story, if you have not watched, I would suggest to watch both of them because they both do give different perspectives, but go at least watch one of them if you have not, because, you know, you, you hear everybody talk about them, you feel like you know everything, but there's so much detail that you need to just go watch yourself too to get, get more info on it because... There's so much more we could talk about about There's it. So much. Yeah. Man, you want to talk about making millennials look bad? I mean, this. I was ashamed. I'm like, wow, this makes us look like a bunch of just gullible. <laughs> I, I don't even really know like what the term is, but just gullible suckers. Yeah. Honestly, bunch of morons. Yeah. Bunch of bunch morons. of idiots. The other thing that I thought was really ridiculous was the fact that as he was out on parole he went and started another scam business <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> wow and, and the other like, thing the is honus on this dude to just go ahead and like redo the exact same thing and i think he was selling tickets to things you couldn't even get tickets to <laughs> like, like the yes, met gala yeah, and stuff. You yeah. Can't get tickets. in the victoria's secret fashion show <laughs> i i so. just i was talking to a buddy of mine about this the other day and and the the pinnacle point came up that if I come up to you, Caitlin, and I say, Caitlin, I need to put your name on this business because it's not cool to put mine on there. That should give you pause. Yeah. That, yeah, I'd be like, mm, what uh, more? Yeah, what let's more? let's talk about this for a minute. Break this down. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that that is a red flag. It's a little bit. Be. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. 
he i mean he gets he's gonna get out of prison in in six years and i think they said on one of the documentaries it's like they could 100 percent see him just doing something like this again well he's not allowed to be like head of a company or more than like a 10 shareholder now like he did with this last scheme like well yeah he's not in charge but he's behind the scenes in charge I know. I think that's part of what blew my mind about it too. I'm like, why are we letting the ideas guy control the finances? Like, this is a a huge problem. Strong agree. Oh, man. So, anyway, moving on, uh, we did a segment uh, last episode, I believe, called Ask a Peach. Yes. And that was where you guys submitted your questions for us. And we have, as we mentioned before, we have a, a number that you guys can call in on and leave us voicemails. And we had a lovely listener leave us a voicemail. So uh, do we do we have time to play that right now? Yep. You ready? I'm yes. ready. Hi, this is Braishi. Um, I'm calling about Hey girls, um, just listen to the first episode. I think that you guys are doing great. Um, one thing that I was kind of wondering if you guys had some life advice about is um, someone that's moving to a new town and doesn't really know a lot of people but doesn't want to be an introvert anymore. What What do you guys kind of suggest to kind of, you know, get out there, have some fun, make some friends and some memories and, you know, uh, what you guys kind of think about that. So love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. Bye. Aw, love you too, Braishi. Thanks so much for calling. How lovely. Well, okay. So moving to a new town. Um, so this is hard for me to say. I don't know about you, Claire, but I, I like have spent pretty much my whole life in, in one place and like recently moved from like that place to like a very close place. But have you ever been new to town anywhere aside from college? I was about to say the, I think the only time has been, has been college. I've lived in that. I grew up in the same town, lived in the same place up until I left for college. And then when I came back from college, I moved back to said town and then moved about <laughs> 45 minutes down the road. So, <laughs> but you know, it's, so it's it's a little bit more difficult since we haven't been in that other than moving to college. But the only the biggest piece of advice I've I haven't done this, but I've had friends that have have done this too, is it in this day and age it's a lot easier to meet friends. Um, like on the the as weird as it sounds is to meet people on the internet, but interwebs. It's, yes, it's, it's so true though. I mean, I'm involved in groups on online as well. You know that are have similar for similar interests or something where people you you type out there you don't know these people but you get interacting with people that can live in the same town or do the same things as you and as weird as it is like you can really meet friends that way because I have people that I've talked to on the internet too I've never met them in person but I feel like I know them just because we've had weird interactions online it's and that that sounds crazy but no I've done the same thing but it's just in this day and age it's it's a little bit more normal I think there's even Correct me if I'm wrong. Are there like are there apps out there too that you can like for, like to meet friend like for kind of like a dating are. app but like for friends? There's like a Bumble app for like just friends. For, like, a, there's no there is one. There's one that's like Bumble for besties or something where it's like you can go yes. online and fill out a profile and like swipe to find people that have similar interests of you and it could be for like the same sex to like find find friends. 
I can, I've never, I've never done it before. No, I think you're right. Cause I've seen that. And I think that that's a genius idea because, you know, it really does take a lot of courage to physically put yourself out there and go someplace to try to like meet people. Because a lot of times it's, you know, if you do that, it's a situation where you feel obligated to make small talk and it's just kind of weird and you don't know if you're going to like the person. I mean, it's like yeah. a date, honestly, it is, but, um, so I'll just kind of put my two cents in. Um, I grew up in a town that's about, oh, I don't know, like 20 or 30 minutes away from where I live. So when I moved here close to whenever I got married, um, I was moving away from my family and kind of the community that I grew up in to a new community. And so that was different. And my friends weren't as close as they used to be. And of course, I still talk to them and spend time with them, but just not as much as I used to be able to because we're so I mean, so far, but we're, we're not as close geographically as we used to, used to be. So, you know, I just kind of sat down. I was like, well, what really matters to me? And for me, it was, I want to, I want to make sure that my future children grow up in a place that I'm, I'm proud to call ours. So I joined a volunteer organization and thought that I was going to be like the youngest one in it. And I a hundred percent am not, <laughs> there are so many girls that are my age, um, or around my age. I mean, not even my age, just like women that like, I just look up to and enjoy being around. And so they all kind of have the same vision. They just want to make where we're living better. Um, and they feel a strong sense of duty. And so we, we volunteer together, we hang out, we do happy hours all the time. And it's just, it's freaking awesome. So I would suggest just finding something that matters to you, whether that's fitness, whether it's bachelor watch party, I am hundred percent sure you can find a bachelor watch party wherever you are. If you hashtag bachelor nation and find some, I mean, like Claire was saying on the internet and I'll tell you guys, one of my close friends now I met via Instagram, which sounds totally creepy and it's, weird. It's but so crazy. We were both doing the same fitness program a couple of years ago, and we like hashtagged the city that we're in. And she found me through there, and we kind of like liked each other's posts and followed each other for a while. And I mean, she is so bold and so sweet to do this because I never would have thought to do it. And she was just like, "Hey, I feel like we have a lot of the same interests. Would you ever want to meet up for happy hour sometime?" And I was just like. Oh my gosh, I feel like I just got asked on a date. <laughs> like, I was just like, so excited. I'm like, I have a friend. I have a friend. So um, I would just recommend, you know, again, just delve into really take inventory of what matters to you and maybe just use social media to your advantage. I mean, of course you want to be safe and all that, but, you know, just kind of see what's out there in terms of what you love to do. And especially if it's something active, I think that doing something active like, is yeah. just really positive. So, um, and you know, that can lead to all kinds of other things. I mean, just like if, if you're single and you're looking for somebody, just really dive into what makes you happy and you're going to find people regardless of whether it's romantic or not, that also make you happy that love to do the same things that you do. Yeah. And what I was going to say too, is that I can relate to her talking about how she doesn't want to be introverted anymore because I am, I would claim myself, I'm an introvert, but I'm a, what do they call it? Where it's an extrovert introvert is that the right where I'm I'm if I'm somewhere by myself and I don't know anybody I will I'm the quietest person in the room like I won't I'm not the person to go up and boldly introduce myself to people or go and start like if there's a group of people I'm not going to walk up and just be like I'm just going to come join in on your conversation like I just I can't I can't do that 
But if I if I have someone that I'm friends with and we go out and do something, like I, I'll be part of conversations as long as I have that safety net of like one close friend that I have with me. So another suggestion I could give you, and this it may not be applicable to you, but if you have a friend, like a close friend of you come and visit you in, in your new town and you're like, well, I don't really have friends yet out here. Have that safety net of someone and go with you, go out to a bar or somewhere where you know that there's going to be people uh, like you around and maybe it, it'll be a little bit different when you have someone there close with you to kind of help you step out of that comfort zone a little bit. Because I'm like, advice. I would never by myself go out somewhere where I didn't know anybody because that's, I, I won't eat at a restaurant by myself. My husband thinks it's hilarious because he's like, I'll just go eat anywhere by myself. I'll go to the <laughs> movies by myself. I'm just comfortable. I'm like, I can't do that because I feel like people are staring at me and thinking about how weird I am. So I can relate to this issue because I, that would be me. So have a friend, no, great. you know, someone close to you, help you go out and meet people use the like you said use the internet to your advantage look for organizations around you that you can join and you won't be the only person that there's probably people in that organization that are doing the same thing that you are or maybe they're they want to meet new people and make friends so whether it's joining an intramural kickball team or a softball team or volunteer work or i don't know the internet is insane these days you can probably find anything you need to so Absolutely. i don't know hopefully that helps <laughs> Take us with you. We'll go with you to the bar and help you find besties. Yes. We'll be your, your besties and then we can have more besties. Absolutely. Um, well, it looks like we were running out of time a little bit. So for us to wrap up, we forgot to do this last week and we're, we're going to make it a point to do it, to end it off every single episode because I think it just makes it so fun is we have our segment of what is our juicy peach and our peachy pit for the week. So we each will pick something that just makes us smile or is makes us feel good for the week and then something that was just kind of eh for the week so <laughs> I don't know if you want to you want to start us off with um I don't know if you want to start with the juicy peach or the peachy yeah. pit I'll start with the juicy peach okay. because this makes me so happy and those of y'all that have dogs or maybe even cats do this too but um those of y'all that have dogs will understand this but one of my favorite things in the whole world is whenever I walk up or I'm passing by my dogs and let's say they're like on the couch or something and they look at me and they do this very, very faint tail wag. Like it's just, it's almost just like this little tiny, like lift of acknowledgement, but it's like, they're just happy that you're close to them. And so this morning (laughs) I was off work today and this morning I was uh, getting ready to clean my house and I was dancing around to one of the songs that I heard on the TV in front of my dog. And he looks at me and he like repeatedly does this little like miniature tail wag. And it just like <laughs> made my heart sing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the cutest thing. So that is my juicy peach for the week. And I know that's something silly and small, no. but I will take simple pleasures where I can get them. And my dogs are some of my favorite beings in the whole, whole world. Animals are the best. They're just, I've, I could talk yes. for, for hours about, we, we have a cat and she is our daughter. <laughs> Like she is our child and I know your animals are your child and we're going to be getting a dog here soon. So I'm excited to, I mean, a cat's just not, she's fantastic and she is the sassy queen of our household, but there's something about a dog that just, you know, they are just so friendly and just they they'll they'll get up they'll they'll play with you so I'm excited to experience your your juicy peach and to have that in in my household too. So 
they live for you. They live for their humans. So I'm excited for you for you to experience that. You're yes. gonna love it. Yes. So should I do my juicy peach or you wanna do your peach? Yeah, okay. yeah, do your juicy peach. Okay. So my juicy peaches, I'm so pumped because I'm I am gonna have to wake up at about 3.15 tomorrow morning, but it's for good things. So we are going on a uh, t- a ski trip to Vail tomorrow. Oh, so how exciting! I didn't yeah. know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have been going um, with a, a big group of friends over. This is going to be our, our fourth time that we've gone. Um, our fourth annual trip. So there's, I think this year it's kind of varied year to year on how many of us. I think there's twelve of us going total. It's six couples, so it's going to be really fun. So yeah, our flight's at six thirty tomorrow tomorrow morning. But oh, um, so that's an early flight. But we're going to be there for about five days. So super excited Uh, to get out of town. And um, I'm not actually skiing. I could talk for days about how horrible of a skier I am and just the horrible, embarrassing story that I had about three years ago. It was a whole big thing, crying on the mountain, scooting down on my ass. Um, (laughs) I've been there. I understand. I'm a horrible skier, too. Uh, But it's again, it's so it's so fun. I'm excited to, to get away from work and just the craziness of day-to-day life so that's that's my juicy peach that is awesome I I forgot that you guys did the veil trip every year and it's already here that's so fun yes super exciting I guess I'll go ahead and do my peach pit yeah Um, (laughs) again this is silly and something small but I I guess it's stuck with me since Sunday since I've watched the show but my peach pit is uh, is Billy McFarlane from the documentary (laughs) I'm like I just can't wrap my mind around somebody that and you guys if you watch the documentary you'll see this he told his employees well we're not gonna fire any of you but we're just we're not gonna pay you anymore (laughs) so basically forcing them to resign without benefits or yeah unemployment benefits or any kind of severance and then you know not paying the bahamians what they're I mean, they worked like 18 hour days plus to try and get this test. So I'm just like, I, I just can't wrap my mind around the kind of individual that would do that. So I, that, that was a downer for me. I just couldn't believe that, but I'm glad that he's in jail. Oh my gosh. I just can't, I can't, I can't with him. So anyway, that's my idiotic peach pit for the week. That's but. not idiotic. That <laughs> is, that literally gives you a pit in your stomach that you feel so yes. bad for these people. So. so bad. Ugh. Well, my... Maybe next next time we do this, we should do our peach pits first, and then end on our juice. Maybe so, so we don't end on such a sour, such a note, sour note. My my peach pit. This is nothing to do with the world. It's just a, a pit for myself. But um, so I I essentially work in sales is is my job, and I had a deal not go through this week that was going to be a huge deal, and so I had yeah. a pity I had a pity party for myself. But then, you know. I still have stuff. But going you're going on. to Vail. But I'm going, yeah, <laughs> so- and I'm going to Vail, so I I can't complain. But it's just it's one of those things when you're like, man, this deal's gonna go through. I'm gonna have a sweet commission, and then it it doesn't go through, and you're like, well, damn, womp womp. So I don't want to end the episode on this, but <laughs> we'll we'll um I guess we'll go it into can only go up from here. It can, and you know, next week we'll we'll talk more about um the Bachelor again and 
a couple of other things. We'll do some more um, Ask a Peach because I know we'll have some more questions in from listeners. And I feel like that segment's fun. So I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that that's about it, I think for, for this week and just want to remind our listeners again to, to call in and you can be on our next episode. And that number is 972-885-9361. So I think that's it for this week. And we'll we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye, Bye. guys.